when people get a dog, they have this idea that they want their dog to be able to be free in the house, free outside, you know, have all these privileges, all these different things, and have it just work out beautifully. And we see people who are like this and who are able to accomplish this. But how did they get there? Was it just letting the dog go or was there a lot of work involved? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's dive into it next. All right, welcome to the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast. I am your host, Jake, from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. I hope everybody is having a great week. We are okay. We unfortunately got bit by the, the vid, and so we are in the house feeling fine, but we did test positive. So here I am shooting a bunch of episodes of their podcast and just trying to stay busy while we wait for this whole thing to move past. So like I said, I am Jake from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. We are an online-based dog training business. You can check us out. Not only do we are we putting out courses, but we also have mini courses. We'll be putting out webinars, and we got a bunch of stuff in the future and in the works that we're very, very excited about. And so on today's, on this week's, I should say, episode, what we're going to talk about is freedom, our dog's freedom, and when or how or why we give our dogs what we give them. And like I said in the intro, I think a lot of people have this idea of, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to get this puppy, and I'm just going to let this puppy or this new dog be be loose and free and whatever, and and it'll be fine, when in, in real life... It's not. It's typically not fine. Um, it's usually something that you have to work for. You know, and yeah, you get some of these people who get lucky. And I call them lucky because really, I think realistically, this just is not something that's all that common. That they just get this puppy and right away the puppy just gets it. And the puppy's good in the house, doesn't have accidents, is allowed to be loose, all these different things. And, and I think some people see that. And the reason I think that some people see that is because these are the dogs that are probably the most visual you know it's even it's like dogs who who are super super social friendly can walk good on leash and everything and people are like why can't my dog be like that well in real to be realistic i mean not to say that there's not a lot of dogs there are a lot of dogs out there but we're not seeing the bad ones we're only seeing the good ones because people typically aren't bringing the other dogs out and it's the same i think when it comes to like the household stuff we're hearing about and seeing these these dogs that are great in the house and but I think there's a, a huge, huge majority of dogs that, at least when they were young, could not be trusted. And so we're going to just talk about some of this today. We're going to talk about um, why I think freedom isn't free when it comes to your dog and how you need to treat it more as a privilege. Their freedom is more of a privilege than a right. They don't have the right to just be loose and free all the time. You know, they, I, I do believe dogs have certain rights, you know within reason, you know, obviously health, being taken care of, um, exercise, training, all that stuff. I think, I think if you're going to talk about dog rights or animal rights, I suppose those would be things I think as humans, we should really be striving for when we get dogs. But when it comes to freedom or absolute freedom or absolute trust, that I think is a privilege that has to be earned. And I think people are really fast to, to give their dogs freedoms when they haven't earned them 
or maybe what they're seeing is more of an illusion. And we'll talk about that a little bit as well. Um, so let's just start diving into some of the, the ones that I've noticed. And the first one is in the house. So people like to get their dogs and they give them free access to the house. We're talking upstairs, downstairs, bathrooms, all this different stuff. And you start getting toilet paper being shredded up. You're getting kids' toys stolen or destroyed. You're getting you know accidents in areas and you're not catching the accidents as they happen. And you know, yeah, you keep cleaning it up and you go, well, we're just going to keep working on it. Well, you have to remember something when, when you are quote unquote working on something. Working means, in my opinion, if you're working on something, you're working on advancing, getting better at it. Well, if your dog, let's just take the going to the bathroom in the house thing. If your dog is sneaking upstairs and pooping on your floor and you're not catching it for an hour, 20 minutes even, but let's say an hour or, or, or later on that day, what, what's, what's, what's advancing? Well, I'll tell you what's advancing. The van, it, what's advancing is the dog learning how to poop on the floor and it being okay and how they can go up there and, and do it and there's no consequence. And you can't say, well, I punish my dog once I catch it. Well, you're too late. You've missed, you've missed the boat on that one. Because after, I think, unless you're catching the dog right as they're doing it, right as they finish up, you run the risk of the dog not understanding why they're in trouble. Now, you can say, well, they understood it. They, you know, I, I, I used a harsh tone and, and they knew I was mad. They knew you were mad because of your tone and your energy more than they knew you were mad because the dog pooped on the floor six hours ago. You know, and so we need to keep these things in mind. We can't be giving them the freedoms, you know, <clears throat> right, like right off the bat. We cannot just be giving them freedoms and going, okay, here you go. You know, it's like giving a it's it's like giving a a, a four year old the keys to your car and saying, "You can go figure out, bud," and just letting them go drive. You know, there's a lot of steps that that go into it. They have to mature. You, you can't give a kid the keys to a car and just expect them to be able to handle it. They need to mentally mature. They also need to learn how to do certain things and what's expected of them and the rules or the laws in that case. And I think that's the same with dogs. We can't just give them the keys to the house and say, here you go. Here's your new place. Don't poop on my floor, please. And the dog's going to go, okay, I won't. No, we need to show them stuff. We need to give them less space. Start out small. Progressively give them more. You know, and I don't care if the dog is, is a puppy or if the dog is just new to you. If the dog is new to you, keep their area small. And then as they earn it and show that they can be trusted, you start to do that. Crate training is a great thing. I don't care. Again, I don't care if the dog is new or old or, or you know, a puppy or, or, or just a, a, an adopted dog, ad- adopted older dog coming in. Crate training, I think, is so critical because it's allowing a safe place for the dog to be that's not going to be practicing habits of tearing up your house, ripping into couches, um, peeing on your floors. Like I said, destroying different things, eating cat poop out of the cat boxes. You know, we're just giving dogs too much freedom and it's causing chaos, stress and anxiety, not only for the dog, but also us. That's not healthy. And then all of a sudden, just like with anything else, this, this relationship you're having with your dog gets damaged to the point where it's not a good fit anymore. And we don't want that to happen. We want to make sure that everything is done in a nice, slow, easy, kind of micromanaged for, for a while way that the dog fully understands what's expected of them. You fully get to know and understand your dog. You have a good relationship, less yelling, less screaming at stuff. And it just allows you to, allows it all to morph into something so much better. 
So we need to keep that in mind. The same thing goes with like sleeping at night. Now, I will, our dog is almost six. He turns six here in March. And I trust him to run the house fully. Like right now, as I'm shooting this episode, he's upstairs by himself, just hanging out with our cats. He's a Belgian Malinois. He's a six-year-old Belgian Malinois. And if you know Malinois, you know their energy. But we trust him. We've put the time and energy. It wasn't something that we just said as a puppy. Oh, okay, here you go. Boop. We trust you. We built into this. We trained him. We used you know, baby gates, exercise pens to be able to get what we wanted, get the results we wanted. And then having those positive results repeated over and over and over really helped him become the dog he is. So now he's upstairs hanging out, sleeping on our couch, hanging out with our, with our cats who are like his best friends. And um, just enjoying life. That doesn't mean we don't kennel him. We totally do kennel him. But like I was trying to say, with when it comes to like nighttime stuff, you know, I'm a I put my dogs in the kennel. Like I just was saying before, I jumped into a whole side story here about Luda. Luda has been is six years old. I trust him fully, but he is still kenneled at night, partly because. It's a safety thing, and it, 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 but also partly because I don't want him in the room with us, and I don't want him in our bed because it's just another thing. It's another body. I, I maybe this is TMI. I'm, I'm a, I, I sleep hot. You know, I don't need another body in bed that's gonna just heat the heat the the bed up more. And then you know, I'm a relatively light sleeper where he might bump the bed or he might get up and move around and wake me up. So we just have a rule, no pets in the, in the bedroom with us at night. So that means the cats and the dog are out. Now, I could we could leave him on his own uh, out in the living room, but we choose not to. Part of it, like I said, is because I want him in a safe place that I know when I go to bed at night, I know exactly where my dog is. I know where he's going to be when I wake up, and that's in his kennel. You know, and, and if you find that your dog is handling this and you want to start to give him privileges, cool. But it shouldn't come without earning it. It needs to be earned first, you know. Even even like when company comes over, this is a huge complaint we get from clients. When company comes over, my dog loses their mind, starts barking, goes crazy, rushes the door, jumps all over everybody, is happy to see them and greets them, but is super inappropriate about it. Well, why are they doing that? Because they're allowed to. Because they've been able to practice this, and it's rewarding to them. You've given your dog the freedom to just go up to people, even though the, the dog is not prepared and ready to do it appropriately. And this isn't the dog's fault. This is your fault for allowing this to happen. The dog is just excited and greeting the way that they have been shown is okay. Now you can say, well, I tell my dog no, and I do all this stuff. But unless your dog truly knows what those words mean, you're just talking like, like Snoopy's or, or Charlie Brown's uh, parents to your dog. Wop, 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 wop. The dog doesn't truly understand what those words mean unless you've trained it. And and so when guests come over, I mean, again, crate's a great thing. Leashes are great things. You can use these tools to help teach your dog how to appropriately greet people. And then once they get to that point, then you can say, okay, you've earned it now. Now you have the privilege to greet people at the door because now we've worked on it so much. Maybe it's a year, maybe it's two years, maybe it's longer, I don't know. But you've used that time to really train your dog and show them how you actually want them to greet people. And, you know, some dogs just can never really get it. It's just too exciting, too stimulating for them. And that is what it is. 
that if it means crating your dog when company first comes over so you have a chance to kind of get the environment calm before they come out, cool. That's fine. It's called it's called good management. And I don't care if, if like our dog Luda, who's super trained, or you have a brand new dog who's out of control. Management of your dog is so important. And I feel like this could be maybe maybe I'll make a note and have management be a whole another episode uh, discussion because I think this is something that could we could definitely go deeper into. And actually, as I'm talking right now, management podcast episode. There, now it is on. My list. So we'll get. We'll talk about that one here eventually. Um, you know, during the day. So during the day, I think this is another area where um, we're making a lot of mistakes. So even though with the pandemic and stuff going on, we're we're getting out of people working solely from home. We're starting to get back to where people are going back to work, which is great. Um, but there are still people who are at home, and I feel like. The mindset, which isn't a good mindset in my opinion, the mindset of, well, if I'm home, my dog should be out with me, kind of is flawed. Dogs need to learn. There's, they're going to have their uptimes up and their downtimes, right? You're going to be able to play, hang out with me, whatever, but then we're going to have to have downtime. Sometimes downtime is just laying next to you, sleeping while you're watching TV. Other times it's going to your kennel, going to their kennel and just taking a break. And I think that's where people start to struggle, don't be caught, don't be stuck in the mindset of if I'm home, my dog is loose with me. It doesn't have to be like that. And really, it shouldn't be like that. You know, unless you can, like I said, unless you can 100% trust your dog. But even then, I don't want my dog to lose its ability to be fine, which is chilling out away from me. So like even with Luda, periodically, we'll chuck him in his kennel, give him a treat and say, all right, bud, you're going to take a break. You know, just just this morning. You know, he was away for about an hour and a half while I was just running around and doing a bunch of stuff in the house. And I just thought it was a good time for him just to have some downtime. You know, I'm home. He knows I'm home, but he's still okay with being in his kennel. That to me is so, so, so important. So don't use the fact that you're home all the time as an excuse for your dog to be out all the time, especially if you're having those issues of accidents, destruction, anything that's inappropriate. If your dog isn't earned the, the ability to be trusted out without you 100% supervising them, don't give them it. Don't give them it. Don't give it to them at all. Uh, and and really, as, as you can hear, like I've already said a lot, this stuff is all privilege. This is all privilege. You know, your dog earns the privilege to be able to have its freedom. Your dog earns these different things. You know, it's not a right your dog isn't born with a right to be free out of their kennel all the time. And if you're someone who's listening to this that thinks kennels are cruel, I'm sorry, but I'll disagree with you till the day I die, which is fine. We can disagree. But kennels are such a necessity. Your dog's being able to be restricted is such a necessity. Because if we just let them run wild and crazy, well, you guys probably can think of examples on your own of why your dog maybe wouldn't have been trusted at certain times of its life and the outcomes when you maybe gave them a little too much privilege or a little or a little too much freedom, I should say. Um, so just keep that stuff in mind. Like, like when you're working with your dog, your dog doesn't have to have certain things. If you feel like, and really away from just the freedom of, of being able to roam and do all this different stuff, um, you know... Just consider this, like your dog, if there's something your dog is doing you don't like, remember, nothing that they're, unless it's health related, nothing is 
a guarantee. Nothing is a right for them. You're able to control everything. Through good management, you can control everything. Is your dog, I mean, I mean, you could throw out so many different, it, your, let's say your dog is, is, is resource guarding. Well, to, to make it a good management thing, maybe you feed him in, their, in his kennel so that he's not around the kids or around other people. Your dog wants to play keep away outside. Well, maybe he goes outside on leash for a while, a long leash, until you've been able to work on it and prep him and get him back into listening to you. You know, your dog plays keep away. Same thing. Well, I'm not going to let you be out free out of your out of your kennel or out of the X-Pen unless I'm there to supervise you and either have a ways to, way to correct you or have you on a leash. You know, yeah, it's going to suck for the dog. Dog might not be happy about it, but if the dog learns these positive reps of leaving things alone, of coming when they're called, not destroying the house, going to the bathroom outside instead of inside, if they learn those and you take the time now to do it, you're setting yourself up for long-term success and the dogs will understand it and they'll be good with it. And that's another thing that I think people rush is they're looking for this perfect dog fast. Perfect dogs. For one, I don't think perfect dogs actually completely exist. I love Luda to death. He's not perfect. He has his flaws. But if you're if you're thinking, okay, well, I just want this perfect dog and I'm going to let him loose and it's it's just going to be he's going to come perfect. Dogs don't come perfect. Like I said, I don't think they ever are perfect. You have to work for it. Now, we live in a society of instant gratification. So people think, well, you know, I want it now. I want it right now. Well, well, this takes time. This takes work. You know, first you have to train your dog to what these behaviors mean, what these words mean, what what leave it means, what come means, what all these things, what no means, what, what all these different words mean. And then once your dog understands it, then you need to apply it into the situations that you need to work on. And then after that, then you need to do it so many times that your dog, dog's reaction to those things are of the positive way, not of, okay, I'm going to go take that thing, I'm going to play keep away, I'm going to do this. It takes time. But if you put your time in now, if you say, all right, you know what, I'm going to devote, well, it's, it's, what is it, January 12th, 13th, whatever. Well, if you're listening to this and it's Thursday, it's January 13th. But if you're, if you're listening to this now and, 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 it's just the beginning of 2022. You could say, well, you know what? This is my New Year's resolution. I'm going to spend the next year managing my dog really well, training the dog to what I want them to be for the future, and then 2023, that'll be our year. Maybe that'll be the year that I get the dog I want. But you have to work for it. It's like diets. It's like losing weight. You don't just go, whoop, skinny. Well, there's surgeries, but whatever. You're not going to go, okay, well, I'm, I'm just going to eat healthy for a week and I'll lose 50 pounds. It just doesn't work. It takes time and you have to work at it. But if you put the time in, the results will come. Sometimes results, results don't come fast, but they will come. So don't be in a rush to give your dogs these freedoms just because this is what you want. It has to be what your dog can handle, not what you want. I think that is so important to remember what your dog can handle. You, what you want is in the future, but what your dog can handle is right now. Remember that, guys. Hopefully, this was a helpful episode. Hopefully, you guys learned something. Share this with your friends. Share this with your family. You can look us up on Facebook. We're on Facebook at On Dog Training Academy. We're also on Facebook on the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast. I'll put links to both of those 
in the description. You can check out our website on dogtrainingacademy.com. And um, yeah, you know, subscribe on our website. You'll get emails every once in a while for new courses and things that are going to be popping up. But guys, hopefully this was helpful for you. And uh, that management podcast episode, that might be coming more sooner than later. So thank you guys. Thank you for uh, allowing me to, to talk to you. And thank you for listening. And as always, we'll see you next week.